Okay, so listen, this may not be the best podcast that you've ever listened to, but if you hang out, you're probably going to have an okay time. There's a bug in there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Okay Time. Um, today we're talking about spray paints, feel the clamps, and episode one or two of the Great British Baking Show. I'm not sure of what season I asked Steve to listen to, but I am. Oh, to uh, season one, episodes four, and the finale. That's what you watched. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's like when I read one of the Harry Potter books, but it was like the third one. But it was uh, there's a reason. I'll share. Not yet. Okay. Well, that's what our episode's about today. I hope you enjoy it. Um, as you just heard, his name's Steve. I'm Carl Grashit. We are the hosts of OK Time. Sarah Cummings, our producer, will be on a little bit later to talk to us about songs of the week. So, Steve, what's going on in your life? Let's let's get let's get into some some real shit. What's uh, I think it's more exciting. Uh, what's happening for you at this moment? Oh, just because of yeah, I'm I'm currently Location. recording. Yeah, I'm recording the uh, podcast inside of the Pontiac Vibe with the windows up and the door <laughs> shut. Not only because of the excellent, excellent acoustics, but because the, I am currently sharing a house near Lake Michigan with my sister and her three kids and my two kids. And one of them, 36 in the PM. Yeah, one of them took poop out of her diaper and threw it somewhere in the room. So that's why I'm not anywhere near the house I'm trying to do the podcast and <laughs> go deal with that. It is gross. And so this episode is about convincing you all to have kids. Are you convinced, Steve? Don't be doing that long pause. I was trying to, I was inspired by, um, <laughs> Oh my God. What pause? What is that lady's name? Susan weed. Okay. Susan. Oh. Weed. Um, yeah, I've, uh, my s- situation is sig- significantly less sketchy than yours. I'm in, uh, my apartment, my dog's sleeping on the floor. I have plenty of air and I'm glad to hear it. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. Now that we've ended the instrumental break, I want you to just go right into um, what you were saying about why you chose episode four in the finale of the the Great British Breaking Show. Show, show, Look show, at show. That. I see what you did there. Yeah, so take me into Keep it, it Stephen. Um, well, let me say why I suggested this to you, oh, please. Um, because uh, I don't often like those kinds of shows, but I think in this era that we live in right now, with uh, all the shit that's happening politically and in the world, and how we're um, toilet world. Toilet World, yeah, Toilet World. That's a movie with Kevin Costner that he just about on Netflix. <laughs> uh, everybody, when they get eliminated, they're all so kind to each other, and it's not something that you see on uh, American reality shows. And just it just pulls at my heartstrings in a special kind of way, and that's why I wanted you to watch it. And I, it didn't take me long to deviate from the records, but I think I'll probably go back to that um, when Thank you get God. back. Yeah, I know it was hard for you, so tell me about that. Um, so I was, I was telling... Uh, my friend Megan before I watched any that that's what I was doing for this week. And she got really excited because she loves that show and she's seen them all, all the episodes more than once. And so I asked her to recommend two episodes. I figured rather than for me, it would be, you know, fairly random and I probably would have chosen 
maybe the first episode of season one and then probably followed that up by the second episode. But right. she gave it some thought. <clears throat> she watched a few again. And then she recommended uh, season one, episode four, and season one, the finale. <clears throat> so that's what I watched. And initial thoughts, they, um, the opening says donate to PBS, which is just so sweet. Yeah. Like you just feel like you're doing a good thing already. Like, oh, I'm watching. You feel great. I'm watching this show by this organization that they're not trying to sell me anything, but they could use my help. They need some money. Damn right. So that, I thought that was nice. Um, initially, I was rubbed a little bit the wrong way by the the two hosts because like I felt like they're supposed to be funny, right? Yeah, but it's British funny. So <laughs> right. So I didn't know like if I just didn't get it because I'm not that familiar with British television or if they're just not funny. Ultimately, I decided it didn't matter. They're, they're actually not. I thought they were going to be a huge part of the show, but they're like kind of just sprinkled in there. And then also like the music I found kind of funny at first because it, it was like very... Um, it's like it would be on a British baking show or something. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like uh, like an, baby animals on the on a nature <laughs> channel. Yeah, like it's it's silly, but I, I got past it pretty quickly, and then it felt normal that there was always this silly kind of happy music happening. Um, then initial, then second reaction was just holy cow, this is so different from American television. Right? Like it's paced out. Like the pace is completely different. It reminded me of, um, I was watching Captain Beefheart videos and um, <clears throat> this was a while ago, maybe like a year ago. And there was a clip of him on the Letterman show. And the pace of that show in the seventies was crazy slow. Like they, they had this conversation that had like pauses in it. It wasn't snappy. And then they watched a video together, which felt like it took 25 minutes, but it was, you know, it was probably like two minutes, but that's like two minutes of live TV that they're just sitting there watching a video, which just wouldn't happen nowadays. Everything has to be so fast and we can't, we don't have attention. I, I feel like I'd like to think I have the attention span for uh, these slower moving, more thoughtful things, but I know I'm I'm as I'm susceptible to these um, newfangled ways of constructing entertainment. So I the, forgot what you're talking about. <laughs> the Great British Show, Baking Show, season one, episode four. Really enjoyed the pace of it. It was slow. There was like it felt wholesome. If this was an American show, there would be tons of cursing and yeah. depending on where it was aired, a lot of beeping, but I don't recall them cursing once. They probably used like some British slang cursing that I don't actually understand and didn't know it was cursing. Speaking of the, the language was some of it really stuck out to me and was super amusing. I was uh, really upset by the use of the word uh, puds. <laughs> like, I really wanted that to stop. <laughs> Stop uh, saying puds. I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. gross. But then um, this one woman said she was uh, toasting almonds and she said they've got to get a wiggle on. Or how about they? how often they say the sponge 
is good. Oh, yeah. Sponge. Like every other word is sponge. Somebody else said, I, I'm going to whack these into the oven. And that must be a thing because two different people talked about whacking something into something else. Yeah, I don't know. What trips me out the most is it like not only does it make you feel like a total asshole, but it also makes you feel like everybody in the UK knows how to bake and not just bake one thing, but bake everything. Oh, my God. I know. I couldn't like... It was really hard to keep in mind that these people are all amateurs and have day their, jobs, you know, day jobs, or maybe some of them were retired, but uh, not professional bakers. And they, they're just so knowledgeable and so good, even under pressure. Like uh, you get to see some things fall apart, but sure. for the most part, like they were all really impressive. The, the decoration though most of the time I felt it looked fairly gaudy and I couldn't figure out if that's because I just don't think baked goods look cool or if that's like a British thing. Like there's this particular style of decorating and it looks like retirement home to me. It could have been the episode, like the theme of that week too. Oh, maybe. Sometimes they cook pastry. Sometimes they just do cakes or other desserts. So it could have very much been related to the theme of the week. Well, it was all kinds of desserts in the two episodes I saw, but there was a lot of, um, you know, just the the way they handle icing and some of the decorative elements felt on the one hand impressive because some of them were technically difficult. They visually, they look kind of, they weren't that appealing. Something that was visually appealing, they have those illustrations like cutaways to show each during a challenge, each contestant they'll have a different thing that they're baking and they do a little illustration of it and show you maybe a cross section of it Mm -hmm. and like what fruit or whatever is inside. I thought that was pretty sweet. Overall, it was just, it was fun to watch. I really enjoyed um, seeing people receive positive reviews. Like, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but most of the time they, the reaction was fairly, um, it felt shy and like humble. So that was nice. I did have a, a few moments where it felt a little ridiculous. I mean, I, I think this about uh, <laughs> a, a bunch of American reality shows that have competition as part of the, the plot, but like just a little bit ridiculous to be competing at baking when baking, I know some people do it as a profession and I don't mean to um, imply that it's not, you know, a skill that people work hard at. And it just felt like, okay, so baking is oftentimes... Uh, it's like a, this wholesome activity. This is the way I see it. This wholesome activity that's can be a very nurturing thing. It bring, right. brings people together, brings the family together. And it's kind of like, oh, is this like, what if we had a competition about the most attentive parent or <laughs> evaluating who's best at enjoying a sunset? You can't do it. How would you know? Uh, we could. So I was like, man, you can't say this. I mean, you know, these people have palates that I would never understand and they can evaluate these baked goods. But on a certain level, I was like, this is crazy. They're all doing awesome things. They all win. Gerald was looking at the sun a little bit with his eyes squinted in a way that I didn't like. (laughs) Two stars. Two bugs. Two bugs Um, in there. So, and then I watched the finale, which was stressful, even though it was slow paced. You know, there was a lot of, um, people were pretty cool in episode four, but then like pretty tense and freaking out a bit in the finale. But Nancy, if you remember that season, Nancy won and that was really, yeah, it was, it was nice. I felt happy for her. And then, oh, and the the um, technical kind of sculptural aspect of the finale pieces were really impressive. People had like 
there was a windmill that had moving parts. Yeah. Which was like, where did you even get the materials to make it move like that? The other judge, Mary Berry, kind of reminds me of my grandma, Ginger, a lot too. Like oh, if really? Like, she, she'd always be like, you, you know what? You tried your best and it didn't work <laughs> out this time, but you deserve a hug. Yeah. So uh, five bugs in there, solid. Yes. I had a good time. So did you agree that when they get kicked out, it's like still heartwarming because they're just so nice? It is. I was bummed out when um, Ian got kicked off because he mm. freaked out and threw his ice cream away. Oh yeah, that one. I, I was sad not- because he's a wild card and I wanted to see what else crazy he would do. Now I know why Megan picked that episode. I get, I get it. <laughs> I think she wanted some, uh, she wanted to show me some drama. Um, great. So that was, uh, that, that was a success this week. I'm really pleased. Nice sponge. Thank you. So I had you listen to spray paint, feel the clamps last week. I think I said, this is from 2017 or 2018 false It's <laughs> from 2016, but you know, when I got turned, when I found out about it, that's when it came to life for me. Right. So I don't really care about when they made it. Who fucking cares? Not Steve? important. Not important. So, feel the clamps. 2016 Goner Records spray paint. They a uh, quick bio of them. Austin-based trio spray paint deliver a discordant squall of no wave guitars and stomping rhythms with a bitter sardonic attitude. Their biting, jarring songs are inspired by the bleakness and desolation surrounding their habitat, homelessness, and human neglect of the environment. Um, I went to a show in Oakland at 1234 Go Records, and I think I went with my friend John, and I did not know any of the bands. I just went to go to a show, and they played, and I was really pumped on it. And I think yeah. I bought, I think I bought the record that day and i forget which one i bought that day but it's a, not this one it was a different one so you go talk about i think that's really uh the best kind of experience you can have at a show is when you go into it kind of blind don't know who's really playing don't know much about the band and then you end up getting yeah uh, like influenced in a positive way that so much so sure. that you want to go and buy the the record and any merch on the spot like that's that's the best show experience i think you can have yeah um first impressions i was kind of a little bit scared and uncomfortable from the get-go <laughs> just because it totally does feel like like they're kind of I don't, something's not right like they're it, it's, it's it's dark sad. right it's dark you feel like you're you're getting shoved into a dumpster by some high school bullies and you have to, then you like grow to love it inside the dumpster and you live there for several months. Yeah. You're like, this is my house now. I'm a dumpster boy now. And that's, (laughs) that's just who I am. So when you see me, you bring me some scraps from the lunch tray and you just let me eat it in peace. Dumpster boy. So like, you know, kind of scared and a little uncomfortable. Like I shouldn't be listening to it um, with the windows down or anywhere (laughs) people might overhear it. But that's the kind of shit that makes me, uh, the most excited because I know I'm like thinking about people that I know personally that would not like that kind of music at all. or just really not get it or appreciate that they don't get it or that it, they're just doing something differently. So that's, that makes me love something um, automatically. Like the minister at your church probably wouldn't be that. Yeah. My, yeah and I'm the lead leader of the core, the chorus. Uh, so what's that called when you have a group of people? Is it chorus? I think you call it a choir. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really that. But yeah, at my church. You don't even know what that is is called. (laughs) Clearly, you're not it. I'm not it. Jesus. Not bad. Christ, I loved it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm not at church right now. Uh, bigger thoughts. Still I, in a car. Yeah, still in a fucking baking hot car. But the, that record might as well be playing right now because it would be very appropriate. <laughs> because to me, the just bigger feelings about listening to that. It's to me, it's the feeling that you get when you you know you've done something wrong, mm. but you haven't been you haven't been caught yet. So it's like those moments where you're like on the lamb trying to run away or like just wallowing your shame or whatever. But that's the music that's playing at the time. Bad Everybody's looking. Yeah, everybody's looking at you as you're walking by. The paranoia is <laughs> sinking in. That's that's what I felt like, and I was listening to it uh, a little bit more on repeat at Meyer, which is a larger Midwestern convenience store that we took you to once. But uh, it it felt like that. It felt like you're walking around. People, everybody you're encountering there at the Meyer would just not get it, and I liked that about it a lot. You were listening to it in the Meyer. <laughs> yeah, with my headphones on, but you know, just walking around. I think that's a good way to experience Meyer. Sure. I could also, yeah, yeah. Long pause. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> just, I have no frame of reference for a Meyer. Is it like a Wawa? No, no, no. Uh, like it's a like grocery a, store. It's the size of a uh, Walmart, but with groceries and okay. like a Weg, like a Wegmans, but it has sporting goods and all those other things that a Walmart would have, but specific to the Midwest. Uh, okay, Pepsi, of, Nike. Okay, Pepsi, Coke, <laughs> Mentos, all the things that nice Midwestern folks would like, but they would not like this record, but I okay. loved it. Perfect. Um, I would, I could see myself exercising to this record, like running around just because of the way the drum kicks in in most of the songs. Like it's a very steady, quick beat that I would find like one, two, one, two, my feet hit the ground. I'm running. I, I would, I dig it very much. So P90s. I would. P90, if I'm doing P90X3, half, only half hour, there's no, there's no excuses. It's only 30 minutes. Anyone can do it. And the records, I think this record's probably about 30 minutes. It is. Yeah. You, that's a great idea. Actually, I should put on, um, like cardio X and like, cause you, on the DVD, you get an option to just listen to silence. So you can oh, turn on your own music. Perfect. That's a great idea. I'm going to follow up with you on that and do it. Let's and do just that. let you know how it goes. Uh, I think what would be exciting for me also is to see this band in the same kind of environment that you saw them, because I don't think that you could see this band in any uh, venue that's larger than let's say union transfer. It needs to be like a small intimate yeah, it'd be weird, Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like it would, the whole, vibe and aesthetic that they have would be lost in a larger space. So yeah. seeing them in a smaller venue, I think would be preferable. And I mean, they're still somewhat, uh, they're not like a huge band, but do you, like, is that something that you really even want nowadays? I think it's more fun to be lesser known, obscure, make an impact when someone sees you, like, uh, the experience you had. So hopefully yeah, it was they're probably, around. there were probably like 35, 40 people. Perfect. That's great. Because you think about it, after when a band goes on, after a couple hours of people all being in a room like that, it does kind of turn into a dumpster. And that's the perfect environment <laughs> it was, to see. It was dumpstery. I think it was yeah. sweaty. You know, I probably, I had like, this is the Bay Area. So I had a jacket on, but I probably didn't need it. So it was un- uncomfortable, just like the music is. Yeah. But like the uncomfortable nature of it really, uh, I took a liking to it right away. And, and so for that reason, I would give it. Uh, the first six out of five bugs in there. I really loved it. I would, I'm going to listen to oh, it all the time. Wow. Broke the rating system. Yeah. And I don't think we should ever go above a six, but I, I really, really fucking enjoyed it. Six and out of five. Do you remember weird. Um, the line that's uh, mowing the lawn on acid? Yeah. And then is that, is that Perfect. the same song where my favorite line is, it seems like everybody's getting cancer. Oh yeah. And shut up. We're drinking over here. Yeah. And it's like, you have to, that's, that's what I mean when you, like, if I were driving through the town that I'm in right now with the windows down, when that was playing, everyone would be like, Oh, Jimmy, no. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen, seen Gummo? No. Oh, you got to see Gummo. 
maybe we'll do that in a future episode, but um, very, very depraved, like Southern, semi-rural. I guess it was more suburban, but uh, this music reminds me of that. It's um, Harmony Corinne. I would love to hear it. It's a movie. Oh. You would want to see it. I would love to see it and hear it while I'm watching it. <laughs> you know what? Or you, you, could, always- you could listen to the um, audio from that movie and do the the cardio you always i'm all about cardio like i i sit in cars with the windows <laughs> up and just sweat it out sweat out the feelings uh well you always have a way of like giving me like a dance co julian stevenson from the claire dane show <laughs> something that i don't quite get and then you just call I'm me out sorry on it. i gotta keep it keep it straight and narrow for I love my, it for my bud i think it's good oh and the so the lyrics as we just discussed are also very uncomfortable and like just kind of eerie and wrong in a good way so that's that was fun and it seems like the songs were kind of related but also kind of not at all related to one another it was kind of hard to discern like a narrative throughout but just kind of like the the chemicals from the 80s have seeped into the water supply seems like everyone is getting cancer like oh good so my favorite documentary songwriting the three that i'm going to add and i already added them to the the playlist are shoveling styrofoam garbage and feel the clamps sweet so thank you for recommending just uh, i think i've enjoyed everything i and i think because i am so midwest i'll be it'll be hard for me to be like i, I don't know i didn't like it because I, I, <laughs> I would imagine the, the artist like somehow listening to it and being like what a dick we're just trying to make music why you got to be so rude so i love but, that about midwesterners and really most people uh that don't grow up on the east coast i don't know what it is but i have to if midwesterners, I see you, midwesterners have a thing it's something nice. special that's why I hold the door open at Wawa for like six minutes straight and everyone's like, you, you want me to blow you guy? Take it easy. <laughs> Midwesterners are nice and it's a bit more authentic than the Southern nice. Totally. Southern nice just feels like they're, they're, they're trying to pull one over on you somehow. They're going to be nice to you, but they're thinking racist things about you. Even when yeah. you're white. They're butthurt about the civil war and all the things still, that they still feel strongly about. Yep. Still. What pain? What pain? Oh, I, I'm going to do I need to add some um, episodes of the Great British Baking Show to the mix? No, just because cool. like you could. I I'd like to add, <laughs> whack these in the oven. Uh, I'll just bang these into the fridge and cram jam full. A nice even bake is what I'll add. And wow, look at that sponge. Oh, and puds. Puds, pudding in his purd. <laughs> Uh, Wait, did you just say a real British thing? We used to say in high school, like, oh, that guy's pu- probably goes home and puds his purd every night talking about what you could assume that means. Uh, so that's what that oh, made me think of. Yep. Yeah, pud your purd. Pud. That's some. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's where this went. I thought you guys over there in Michigan were nice, nice guys. I wasn't the one that came up with it. I just thought it was funny to hear someone say that. Oh, and, yeah, then, you, and then you said it to your mom. I would never say it anything like that to her. So thanks for the good records continuously. I appreciate that. The pleasure is all yours. I, yeah, I just putted my purd all over that record. <laughs> <laughs> what part? Oh, boy. Let's get into the songs of the week.
Hey, did you like that musical transition you just heard? We did too. Oh my God, it was good. Well, now it's time for Song of the Week. And joining us in the studio is our very own producer, Sarah Taylor Cummings. Sarah, take it away. Here I am. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub, Jesus. So for all of you listeners that forgot, we also have a running playlist of our favorite songs of this current week, and we'd like to talk about that now. You first. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, you first. Can I tell you guys something? Right now, the awkward silence, the space in between us talking reminds me of Susan Weed's podcast. Kevin. Yeah, Susan Weed. Doesn't it sound like that? Not as dramatic and not as much like pain, emotional pain. Okay, I got to I got to tell you about this Steve real quick. Okay, Susan Weed was a woman who I thought I wanted to be when I grew up because she is an old hippie and she makes nourishing herbal infusions and she writes books called Breast Health exclamation point and then promotes <laughs> them by making sure she says the exclamation point. Anyway, she's like an old hippie and she's an herbalist and she's like one of the best herbalists and she offers classes and apprenticeships on on her website. She says, you could apply, but you have to write an essay about why you want to be here and why you want to work with a teacher who may yell at you all in caps. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear the insanity in her voice in her podcast, but it's also kind of amazing because she seems to know about things. Um, and people call in, first of all, it's the awkwardest podcast podcast ever because (laughs) it's the awkwardest podcast ever because there's really long silences in between. (laughs) And And they don't edit them out. No, they totally don't. And when Susan wants to, she just talks over other people. And love it. Of course, Why, really weird people. If you're the host, you do what you want. Well, you do it. Yeah, I, I, I think I have to assign you at least one episode of this to listen to. But what a dick. Yeah. Oh, dip. You know, you gotta hear it because it's it's in. You will barely believe it's real. The Great people, you'll, you'll barely wait. believe it's real. And so I really loved her and I really wanted to work with her, but now she's arrested because she <laughs> choked out someone of her apprentices. <laughs> Over lettuce. Like, because she like, wasn't digging a hole fast enough or something. What, so how did now, that information get released? Because my, my witchy Instagram was a flutter with with people with these big like pictures of Susan Ween. She has a very distinctive look, right? So you know it's her right away because she always wears a band kind of like she wears a bandana and she's very specific about not wearing a bra. This is like she's full Aunt K all the time. Bandana and on the head. <laughs> bandana's on the head, but like <laughs> that's called a dr- that's called a drug helmet. <laughs> yes. And uh Everyone's like, well, we can't, we have to hold our, our elders accountable, you know, and all everyone on Instagram is a flutter. And so I had to look up what happened and then I found out that she choked someone out, which is not funny. But it is. Probably. It's, it's funny because it was over lettuce. I, if you listened to one, I, I almost like want to play the entire episode right now, but. Kevin, can you confirm the experience of listening to it? Yeah, it's like they asked some woman to to talk about that 
she was in pain and she, instead of, she danced around it for like an hour. And then she, uh, no, finally no, you, you set it up correctly. Cause this woman called and she's like, well, you know, I have pain and Susan weed or no, I have discomfort from, you know, something in my neck, blah, blah, blah. And Susan Weed was like, do you have pain? And she was like, no, no, not pain, not pain. <laughs> and then, and then she was like, well, are you drinking your herbal, your nourishing herbal infusions? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she's like, well, do they have the nettles? And she's like, well, you know, and they go through a whole bunch of things. And then Susan Weed would say something and she'd go, oh, oh. All true. And then there would be silence like this. Ready? Ready? Oh. <laughs> And then finally she was like, well, you know, I, I'm just wondering if I need to have more mugwort in it because the pain isn't decreasing. And Susan Wien says, what pain? <laughs> she says, well, you know, for my neck, no, what pain? You said you didn't have any pain. It oh was my like, God. and then she choked her out. And the next, <laughs> the next person who called in had just gotten chased by a bear that day. <laughs> so, Did you guys listen you guys listen and listened to this together well i listened to it first and then i made kevin listen to it because it was so silly. Hey, i was willing i was in the kitchen and stuff yeah okay so the song that i would like to recommend is gangsta by tune yards because uh we saw the movie sorry to bother you which is very, oh yeah very good. i want to see oh you should it's an emergency it's you really good see it um, and there's a lot of tune yards in that movie. And I think gangsta is in it as well. That song. I, oh, I would really prefer to just call this song gangster because I don't feel any whiter than having to say gangsta, but you make it sound cool. There we go. I sincerely doubt that. But so that- this album came out in 2011 and tune yards also put out an album this year i can feel you creep into my private life it was called uh but gang- i when this uh album came out in 2011 the one that gangsta is on uh i was really obsessed with it for a long time but i hadn't heard it maybe in like three or four years since i heard it in the movie and so it's just reawakened my love for this artist both um that from oakland right bay area and then the the filmmaker also from Oakland. That's right. How about that? How about mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Did you your plan turn. that? Your turn, Carl. Th- thank you for using my real f- first name, stage name. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm sitting in a Pontiac vibe with the windows up <laughs> in the dead of night, and I'm, I'm I can feel the soup sweat on my forehead as my hands touching it. It's reminding Gross. me of what? Gross. And it's reminding me of San Diego heat. Steve, I was just in the middle. You can mute yourself. Oh my gosh. It's reminding me of the San Diego. (laughs) Oh, we got to use that whole segment now. Nope. Oh, we got to What's the song though, man? It's reminding me of the San Diego heat. So it's reminding me of Mexicola by Queens of the Stone Age. And it's, it's making me think of summer and, and various, uh, Moments of Heat, so that's my song of the week. Which record is that from? Uh, that's from the self-titled um, uh, first, the first record. Okay, cool. Lesser known, but they when they reissued it, I think on the 10 or 15th anniversary, they went and toured it, and we got to see them play in LA. It was very, very enjoyable, and it makes me think of 
this time of the year. Hot. Cool. Uh, my song of the week has been a song. I don't, I don't usually listen to just songs. Um, mostly I'm 10, I'm listening to whole records, but this song I have actually been. Hold on, please. Was that a intent? Like you intentionally were like, I'm going to listen to a whole record because that's how the musician planned it. Or it was an organic kind of thing. Mm, I think both. Okay. I mean, I just don't like, I feel like consuming songs is a thing that millennials do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not that. Mm -hmm. What are you, Gen X? Yeah. So it's a song called Afraid of Home by Pyle. It's super short. It's in one minute, 20 seconds, and it's pretty posy. And I've been dancing to it recently. Despite not wishing to dance. What pause? All right. What? What pause? <laughs> what? Oh, dip. You said posy. Oh. oh. Positive. Posy. What? What pause? <laughs> get, get it? No, I don't. Oh, it took a, it too long. Damn it. I don't know what that means. What pause? I'm literally dying in the car. You give me your joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about what you guys are listen gonna listen to next week. Well, why why are we why are we listening to something? What are you doing? So next week, I'm gonna be at a meditation retreat, and you guys are gonna do an episode. And I have some things that I'd like you to listen to and have a conversation about. I was thinking we'll see how this goes. I'd like to make it. Uh, Philly centric. So I was thinking for Sarah, I want you to listen to a very short record. It's an EP by a band called All Dogs, All Dogs, and it's real good. I've been listening. I listened to it four times today. D O G S. Anyway, I was trying to get you guys into Yaller, who that's the solo project of the singer from All Dogs, and she lives in Philly. <laughs> Um, and then for Kevin, Carl, excuse me, <clears throat> for Carl, uh, Adam and his package, uh, attention, blah, blah, blah. Adam and his package. Yep. A T O M and his package. Oh, attention, blah, blah, blah. Oh, dip. I like it. I like yeah. having assignments. I'm excited. Yeah. I like it too. Sarah, you should come by more often. Well, I got sleep. What pain? <laughs> what pause? <laughs> You guys didn't it get it. It sounds nope. like you're saying pause. Like no, I was I was riffing on the joke you started, but it did. The callback didn't work. <laughs> Who started a joke? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel so dumb. <laughs> Wearing them dance clothes. Dance calls up inside of uh, that show with Claire Danes and that Julian Francisco <laughs> oh, character. Dip. Well. Why don't you do the outro, Sarah? Okay. Since we have you, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, then just <laughs> just we'll just wrap it up. This think this has been songs of the week. Have a good day. Have a good day. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> we got to close out that segment somehow. Okay. So songs of the week will be on our running playlist of our songs of the week called "Stuck in Our Head," which you can find on Spotify. What? <laughs> 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 what playlist have a good day Hold on. Hold have on. a good day thanks for listening to episode three of okay time i think we had an okay time i did okay good if um, you want to leave us a voice message via the 
anchor app. Uh, that's a possibility for your life, for you to do in your life. And if you do that and leave your address, um, Sarah, the producer has, uh, she claims that she's going to send you something and I believe it. She will. Um, we don't know what though. She has never said what probably sponge, Um, probably some sponge. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, if you want to follow us on social, Carl is at Carl Grashit. G R A T I O T. Thanks. Spell okay. Again. C A R L G R A T I O T. Carl Gratchett on Instagram. And Steve is at at Hairfort H A I R Fort F O R T. Follow us, please. We'd love to talk to you about this show. Okay, time. Leave us a five star review if you had an okay time. Um, sometimes people think that five star reviews mean that they really liked it. That's not true at all. If you had. Um, even an okay time, five star it. So our intro and outro music is by the Hokkaido Concern. Newark in the house, Delaware people. Hey, okay, bye.